This is the Blockade Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Jared. You are listening to the Blockade Pinball Podcast. I am your host, Chris Freebus, aka Shut Your Trap. Joining me as always, halfway across the world, Jared Morgan. G'day, mates. How you going? Uh, it, it's going well. Well, <laughs> tell, tell me why it's only going hmm, well at hmm. the moment for you. We have been having crazy weather here in California. Uh, when I say crazy, it means it's just raining. Um, but <laughs> we don't know how to deal with that. Um, but we had it to the point where uh, on Thursday, it not only was it like instantaneous rain, but it was kind of chunky <laughs> when you're like, oh, hey, what's that frost stuff that's like kind of freezing? And it actually snowed in a couple of areas in Southern California. One is Pasadena, one is Malibu, where it just doesn't snow. Hey, so, hang on a second. So you, it was raining and sort of snowing at the same time. Yeah. Hailing. Around my house, I guess you would call it hail, but it, it wasn't hail. like normally when it's hail, it comes down as nothing but hail, you know, ice. Ball. Yeah. And this was just the occasional ball that was, you know, smacking on my windshield, and I could see the chunks of ice on it. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's interesting." And then on the radio, they're sitting there going, "It's snowing right now in Pasadena." I'm like, "What? That's just that's crazy." Bizarre. So yeah, it's it's kind of kind of wackadoodle. <laughs> yeah, well, we've had we've got a, a tropical cyclone hanging off the coast of Queensland at the moment, and it's called Tropical Cyclone Uma or Oma, and it doesn't know what it's going to do. It, the, the the bureau of meteorology doesn't know what it's going to do, yeah. And it's just it's just hanging around and making huge erosion erosion on all of our beaches, like you know, there's cliffs forming on the beaches <laughs> where the where there was sand before, and yeah, it's just it's just sitting there, like not really moving, just having it's enjoy enjoying the um the the ocean where it's right. sitting over at the moment. It's happy. Stupid nature. Yeah. <laughs> you you posted, and I just watched it today, a thing about the sound of drums. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's gated reverb. Gated yeah. reverb from that basically is a sound of the 80s. And I was kind of like, what? What? You know, because when you think 80s, yes, you think Sonic drums or, you know, uh, electronic drum kits. There's, there's big hexagonal drums. Yes. And you yeah. certainly think, you know, guitars and uh lots of synths lots, lots of, of synths. synths that Move to me is an 80s sound but i never thought of the drum like an actual drum drum having yeah. an 80s sound and so this <laughs> the link that you posted it was really fascinating because uh -huh. they 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 pegged it as being something that uh genesis the band genesis kind of discovered uh purely by accident purely by accident because they had an open mic hanging in the studio and it caused the drums to have this kind of really quick cutoff sound mm. and it's much higher pitched than a regular deep sounding uh drum it's it's fascinating i i'm not sure where you posted it other than twitter it's um, just twitter i can i'll relink it in the show notes because it's it's produced by the like the production values on this thing are really good anyway. yeah they are like, they are it's like one of the it's always like a vodcast which I've subscribed to based on the quality of that, of that mm. video. And it was, it was very well explained the way that it worked. Like they, they were talking about the fact that the, the mic that was hanging in the studio was there just really to sort of, um, communicate. It was really the, the mic that they used to communicate with the uh, artists in the studio. Right. 
And it was just, it had a highly compressed filter on it, which means that all the highs are, lo are squished low and all the lows are expanded high, really. And um, it sort of flattens everything out. And because of that, it was just, uh, it, it had this really strange drop-off effect with, with the drums. Yeah. So it was picking up the, the drum sound in the studio, but this extra mic was like a second pickup. And because of the compression applied to the microphone, it was just cutting off everything at a really strange interval. And that's how Getty Compression came to be. And they actually made this special, this amp of the 80s or this, yeah. this effects amp with this preset done in it so you didn't have to set up your studio like yeah. that. And but now the, you can download onto your computer and you know it's yeah you can well and this was this is what the artists are doing the the interesting thing about the uh the video is that this sound is actually making a resurgence um in 2019 yeah there are more artists using gated reverb drums and stuff like that to bring back this 80s new wave sound um sort of thing it's very strange but very interesting at the same time for those that don't feel like going to the video, which shame on you, but uh, just think about Phil Collins in, uh, in the air tonight, that drum fill that that's the sound. Yeah, that's the sound. <laughs> it's a specific, because then they, they played in the video, they played a clip of, you know, like what the drums in Pink Floyd sound like, and there's a world of difference between the two uh, sounds. So it's very yeah. interesting, and it made me even think about because I was thinking about this a couple of days ago. Um, there was a song by the Scorpions on the radio, and their drum has this very interesting, like it's almost, it's almost like a drum beat in reverse because it kind of goes, yeah. and I was like, how do you get achieve that sound live? You know, how would you do? And now I'm thinking, it's how the mic is. It's you know, yeah. it's like auto tune for <laughs> for drums. And it's um, that they, I think. Both though though that band and also Prince was a huge fan of gated reverb. Like, yeah. But he did it in reverse rather than having the drop off. He actually had the. It's sort of like you were saying. It was made the the drums sound like they were playing in reverse. Yeah. And they had like it almost like they they were liken it in the video to the sound hitting a brick wall and just stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 it's just like you know it's like a wave. They they liken it to like a wave crashing. And then all of a sudden the wave just stops against the brick wall. And it's it's a fascinating video. If you're even remotely interested in audio um, engineering, this this channel on YouTube is one that you should subscribe to. So check out the show notes and uh, and check it out. Do yourself a favor. Yeah. Mm. Uh, speaking of videos, <laughs> we are going to now turn it over to a uh, uh, to a video on YouTube, basically that uh, we have posted. Uh, so. Uh, when I talked to Zen, that was a couple of weeks ago, mm. we had to stop the audio because there was more. And that more is the table announcements that uh, we're about to have for you right now. So sit back. This was recorded a couple of weeks ago. And uh, listen to, once again, Mel Kirk and Tom Scroffs uh, from Zen as I talked to them. And for those of you watching this video on YouTube, it goes a little something like this. Mel, you uh, you apparently have an announcement about new tables. Um, last I had talked to you, it was this next batch of tables was going to be Zen Originals. I'm taking it that may not be the case now. Yeah, the next uh, set of tables coming is Williams Pinball Volume 3. Ta-da! Um, yeah. <laughs> Ta 
Uh, the, the original pack that we had been kind of referencing before um, has been pushed out a little bit just due to, um, you know, changes in development. We're a video game company. This stuff is shifting yeah. sometimes, changing priorities, opportunities, whatever. Um, so, yeah, Williams Pinball Volume 3. Tom, do you want to do the honors? Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's going to contain my table, which is, of course, the best table, Safe Cracker. <laughs> a Safe Cracker, uh, really? Yeah, uh, okay, then we've got Theater of Magic and Champion Pub. Theater of Magic and Champion Pub. Wow. Um, it's, it's a varied, varied pack. <laughs> that is a varied pack. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Okay, so I got to know. With, with, with Safecracker, it's a much smaller table for anybody that's never touched this thing. It's a, I don't even know if it's... It might be smaller than a three-quarter size, um, but it's a small table with small flippers, tight action. How did that affect translating it to the video game? Uh, from my point of view, actually, it went smoother than I was expecting it to. Um, I thought there'd be sort of all sort of problems with the cameras and you know the flippers and the physics and everything, but fingers crossed. We, you know, it was fairly smoothly, and you know, people will enjoy it just the same as the original table. I mean, maybe for the graphics artists, it was a bit more work, so uh -huh. not things properly, but yeah, for me, it went well. With the, then the, the enhancements that are gonna go on that, is there gonna be something tackled differently with the, uh, the game board aspect of things? Or is it going to be just a pan up and, and see it kind of, aspect yeah yeah it's 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 just the same as a sort of a pan up but we've got okay. a, a a burglar character that he sort of jumps in the sewer from the overlap and goes up to the back box and sort of plays along with the board game um where he gets captured by the guard and throws the cyber dog biscuits and you know eventually gets the stash at the end so it's a lot more interactive that way so lots of lots of opportunity for the uh, 3D animated characters that you guys uh, like to throw on tables. Sounds like yeah. So this one, I sort of also wanted to make the animations a little bit more cartoony. Okay. It sort of it sort of fitted with the the table style a bit. Um, I think the sort of motion capture guy deep for this table, and then like the animators had a lot more. Deep was again. Yeah. <laughs> with the, the comedy sort of animations on this table. Um, yeah. How are you guys handling the tokens? Uh, so you can win the tokens the same way. Uh, just win the, the back box game and it comes, uh, comes out. Um, and what you do is you they get stored on the overlap. Um, and they get stored sort of from game to game, so you can collect all 20. Okay. Um, and can you okay. use them? Uh, will you have to use them to play the super game aspect? Yeah, there's an assault on the vault mode, um, and you have to actually use one of those tokens to, to start that mode. Okay. Uh, Theater of a Magic. I got to believe that's one that you get to go nuts on with the animations. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think the the animators had a, quite a few problems with that as well because you know like the magicians sort of disappearing into a hat and yeah all sort of magic tricks with cards and everything so it was yeah one of the more challenging tables. It's one of those tables too that when you see it, it's a very heavily modded table. I mean one of those that people love to mod in real life <laughs> um, with having you know 
a fully rotating tiger saw, um, you know, doing all sorts of, of extra lighting on it. Um, so yeah, I, I got to imagine that'll just look fantastic. Um, and then the last one you said, I forget, uh, what you I'm getting pub. say, Oh, champion pub. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. A I'm looking forward to the lighting on that one. Uh, mm -hmm. cause that is one that, uh, <laughs> I, I always hate comparing you guys back and forth with pinball arcade, but I gave them the riot act over their lighting of that one. Cause it was just like, guys, I can't see the, the fighter. <laughs> There's an uplight blowing up on him. And it's just, so I, I've always been looking forward to one that's properly lit. Um, but that one too, when you think about it, guy, you got the jump rope challenge. You got the, 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 uh, yeah, speed bag challenge. You've got just the boxer himself. There's all sorts of stuff that, uh, that will go in on, on that. Um, you would Mel, you had kind of mentioned before that Champion Pub might be an issue uh, with the. I'm assuming it's the gambling aspect of it that when we were talking about censorship initially, mm -hmm. that there was something that would be having to take out. Um, what would be for? What would, what was the issue? Let me put it to you that way. What's the the questionable content of that table? I believe uh, there's gambling. And there's alcohol reference and probably tobacco reference. A lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a lot. <laughs> Will yeah. you? So, so That's with it. consoles, because I don't know, I don't know where we are in that whole uh, area. Um, obviously, mobile and PC, we're not having any issues with censorship. But uh, is there something that you're going to have to just plain excise from the game for a family mode? Uh, I don't know if we had to totally take something out for the family mode, uh, but we'll probably be hearing about that from the internet very soon if there was. <laughs> YouTube comparisons. Right, right. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. Actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to confirm what that is. Look, it has to meet age rating on consoles, so yeah, there's there's going to be alterations. I can confirm that much. Right on PC and mobile. Nope, it's uh, it is what it, it is the game itself. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be that's a pretty good pack right there. Um, I, I'm surprised by Safecracker. I didn't expect that one to rear its head for for a while. Um, it happens to be a, a favorite of mine, but that's yeah. I know it uh, sort of splits a lot of opinions. You know, a lot of people don't like the you know the complete randomness of the board game. You know, there's not enough pinball action in it. You know, it's not so skilled based. But you know, on the other hand, it's a, you know, it's a novelty. It's a fun table. Uh, you know, and I like it. <laughs> well, it's it's also because it's those little short flippers. Uh, it changes up how you have to play the game, and and that kind of messes with your head if you're not used to it. Um, so that. I think that's where a lot of the the angst comes from it too, because it's just like your typical flipper aiming is not the same. It, it just yeah, plain it's just not no pinball at all. Uh, certainly, you know, with the you know the infinite ball save you've got as well. It's yeah, it's it takes getting used to it. But I say I, I enjoyed playing with it. You know, I enjoyed designing on it. So hopefully, other people will do too. What are uh, I? I forgot to mention this or ask this earlier, but what are just some of your favorite tables in general, Tom? Uh, real life tables, you mean? 
No, no, I know, but of the real life tables, what are some of your, your favorites? Yeah, um, I mean, I've mentioned my two favorites already, Twilight Zone and Circus Volta. Um, okay. You know, Twilight Zone's probably the only table where I've sort of reached the wizard mode and got a, you know, really, really good score on it. Um, and then Circus Voltaire, I, I, I'm actually quite rubbish at playing it, but I just love <laughs> I love the light show and the sound effects and, you know, the judges at the end and everything. It's, you know, I really love that table. Do you guys look at the light shows that are currently going on? I mean, guy, Modern Stern and Jersey Jack Pinball have been just going crazy with their light shows. Um, you know, where it's not just a matter of, you know, light sequencing, but it's, you know, the entire table changes color via that. Has mm -hmm. any of that worked its way into uh, what you're planning for Zen Original tables? Well, so, I mean, we've just got a, an ACDC table here mm -hmm. in the um, and yeah, we've we've looked at the light shows on that. It's very impressive. Um, I'm not sure technically if we're able to do that sort of stuff yet, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's certainly something we're looking at and you know admiring at the moment. Okay. Um. So these these volume three we're looking at March release here. Um. Is it? Are we kind of expecting now this this pattern of probably I'd say every three months we're we're seeing a, a table pack drop now? No, it's going to actually speed up. What? Uh, yeah. Need <laughs> 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 to start working overtime. Ahead of you. No. Uh, uh, it should be. Let's see. So we're uh, we have a March release. We're going to have a May a May release. So maybe it's every six weeks, eight weeks, hopefully we can have something rolling out. Wow. Um, and we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it goes, uh, how that cadence works. But ideally we want to announce and then two weeks later we're out. So we don't like to announce something and have everyone sitting on it. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh -huh. um, but we're going to get in a cadence here where hopefully it's very steady. Um, you know, last year we, we got two volumes out quickly, but we were working on one for quite a while, getting our workflow worked out and the, the whole process going, but, um, we're getting more efficient at this and, um, you know, Tom is really, really good at it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's so now, now that we've got the first, you know, two, three packs out, you know, we know what to expect, you know, things, things always come up that are, you know, a little bit difficult, uh, a little bit challenging, but. Yeah, so the, the overall process is a lot more efficient now. Yeah. Almost like you've got the infrastructure built, so now it's just easy to drive down the road. Uh. Sort of, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like it's go time. Um, hopefully there's some surprises this year. Um, and you know, now, now that we know what's going on, we know what to expect from this new group of players and uh, we uh, mobile's you know, be, becoming established and new, I don't know, there's just, uh, we got the baseline built, so we can we can roll now. Well, I foresee a whole bunch more beta testing for me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fun. It's it's kind of cool. I I enjoy uh, seeing the process. Uh, I mean, what you guys are putting out in beta is close to finished, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of times, but it's fun seeing those little quirks, seeing those little things where you're like being able to give the suggestion, being able to give the input and, and seeing the changes and how those changes get put in. Um, 
it, it makes me even more excited for the final release um, to be able to hype it for and tell people, oh, you're really going to dig this, you know, because I got to see where it was and then where it kind of went to. Uh, so that's that's fun as, as far as I'm concerned. Um, right. And yeah, yeah I mean, we really value that sort of feedback as well. You know, um, for instance, like on the attack from Mars table, you, you know, you guys helped us really push the lighting effects for like the strobe multiball. Um, so yeah, it, it's really good feedback that you give us as well. In the uniform for the general, like that was the, yeah. <laughs> you know that was one of those things where, and I've read, I've only read I think two comments where they were like, "Hey, Air Force was in blue," and I'm just like, "It was blue, but it just didn't work for me." <laughs> it just, I don't know. I'm 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 quite happy with the coloring change because to me. A, like we said in the, in the beta test where it was just like, all I thought was, hey, why is the cop from the getaway now suddenly on attack from Mars? And I had to think about it and be like, oh, no, 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 I get that. But then also, he was the only blue thing on the entire table, and now he feels like he fits in with the whole color scheme of the table. So, um, yeah, yeah so to me, I mean, I'm, I'm... I designed the table as well. That guy was like on the right-hand side of the overlap. Yeah. And it was like, that's just the getaway guy. Let's move him over to the other right. side. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then the, the color change as well. I got a note from Brian Eddy. He was like, it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite thing on Attack from Mars is the missiles firing. I love that to no end. Um, it, it actually helps me identify the lanes that I still need to shoot. Because um, sometimes when multi-ball, you're not keeping track of where the balls are going. You're just keeping track of where your flipper is. And yeah. so seeing it's the so direction the missile is flying off to. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's it's. I think I agree with you as well because when you you know when you're playing and you need to look up and see where the jackpot lamps are, it's it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I dig all that kind of stuff. It's it's very cool. Well, I'm as usual jazzed and excited for what you guys uh, got coming out because. Um, it's it's all good stuff to me, and I've been playing it now. You can see in the background there my my micro cab that I built. I've been playing it with using that. Um, I'm curious to see what eventually happens. I've mentioned this to Mel, but when you guys get a game that uses uh, two flipper buttons or magnet save, uh, how that's implemented, and that's why I'm all prepared for it. <laughs> yeah, so I think on on the getaway on mobile, with you know there's a gear up and gear yes. down. I think we've added another button in for that now. Um, I'm not sure what happened on the Steam version or anything, but certainly on mobile, it's been addressed. Okay. That would be one of those things where it's, if you're using a basic controller, it, I would think that the plunge plunge button, since you're not plunging, could just be a flick it up, flick it down kind of gear shift thing. But um, yeah, I, I personally, even when I've played it, in real life, never downshift. <laughs> I, I could care less about downshifting. Somebody said that there is a a special bonus uh, that you can activate. Uh, I guess if there's three cop cars at the donut shop, it's like flick up, flick down twice, flick up or something like that, and then that'll make every score 500,000 points or something like that, and I'm like... Never knew it. Don't really care. <laughs> it's like me in actual racing car games. I just never change gear. Down. But, you know, just go faster. Uh, I'm right. not aware of like Formula One simulations because you know you need to change down there. I just don't. 
So I, I don't play them in the end. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I'm going to wrap things up here. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to thank, uh, thank you, Mel Kirk. Thank you, Thomas Cross. And uh, thanks, although we already left uh, Ecos Yorkie for uh, stopping by after hours there at uh, Zen Studios in Budapest. Um, I'm still waiting for my plane ticket and uh, room and board, but you know. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, and, and thanks to all the listeners for uh, listening and uh, making some suggestions for uh, questions that I could ask. Uh, we will talk to you guys again soon. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Cheers, yeah. Chris. Bye. There you have it, folks. We are talking about Theater of Magic, Champion Pub, and Safe Cracker, which that one's the shocker to me. I did yeah. not expect to see Safe Cracker this soon. It was a very let's I mean let's compare this to TPA. I mean, Safe Cracker was a a season four edition, I think, wasn't it? For memory, I think yeah, four. It was around five. that four, mm -hmm. maybe five. So it was pretty late on, and it felt like that this is one that they went okay. Well, we're up to the we're getting towards the end of the non licensed. Let's go and put this one in because you know because Jared's been harping on about it too much. And <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the main reason why it got in because um, I was pressuring him all the time right. about it. Because I have so much influence on the on the um, on the the pimple arcade design schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Lol. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so this was a really big surprise for me. And while it was a surprise, it's also full of possibility, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, even though it's a compact little tiny small thing, as yeah. Tom was saying, there's a lot that you can do with the animation aspect and kind of liven up the table. Oh, so, huge. Um, and I'm, I, I'm really excited to see what this animation style that he's talking about is with it being a little more cartoony, uh, yes. which when you think about what he said in the previous interview that we had posted, where he was talking about uh, what kind of table he would like to design for, for a license. And he was saying he loves old eighties cartoons. Well, there you go. That's what I'm kind of imagining this stuff looking like. You know, I actually saw, as an aside very quickly, I re-watched original Eastman and Laird Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the other day. Mm -hmm. And wow, that animation is is pretty crude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. Like it was like you're watching, I don't know whether it was just because of the transfer, but like the the motion was really janky. Oh yeah. And and all the colors were sort of like off. Like in, there were some bits where the colors were like different, like the different greens and stuff like that. That and is, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before on this podcast. It, it's been a while, but that was an era of animation where they were trying to do things as quick and cheap as possible. Yeah. To the point that, and I got all this from, um, uh, John Chris Flusi who is the creator of Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yes. And he spent time in this animation hell. And it's mm -hmm. why he broke out and uh, created Spumco Studios to do Ren and Stimpy. Uh, because he said that the animators, there was just a complete lack of respect for them. And it was all about the story and had next to uh. nothing to do with the animation. They could care less about the animation. It just happened to be a medium for which they were used to, to carry the story. Exactly. And, and so, sell the merchandise. Let's be right. serious. And so they weren't, they weren't interested in the animators, you know, creating gags, doing interesting looks. There was none of that. And, and the story that I love that he tells was that he worked on He-Man. 
Oh, and yeah, that's a that's a good example of it. The studio behind He-Man was very much about you being on, and I'm, I'm the, the word is slipping from my head, but basically uh, there's a set character sheet, right? And it'll have yeah. very different facial expressions, and it'll have their different angles of view that you can draw from. Right. And on one of the characters, it had two left hands. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, the model sheet. That's what's called, the character model sheet. So the animator drew a proper right hand and then got in trouble for it. Because they were like, <laughs> oh, it doesn't match the model sheet. And he's like, but it's two left hands. It's not supposed to be. And so he got in trouble for it. But is He-Man a mutant? So like, does he have two left hands? Like, well, it really? wasn't He-Man either. It was one of the side characters. I think it was like oh. Man of Arms or something like that. Anyway, which right would on. be hilarious. But um, <laughs> Man of Hands. <laughs> Man of Hands. <laughs> and, 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 and it wasn't a show in He-Man. It might have been on another show. But they said they got to the point where basically all they were doing was photocopying the, the model sheet enlarging or shrinking and then just putting those in for the animations because there was no oh. point in... They had to be so on model that there was no point in drawing it yourself. It was just like, forget it. I'm just going to photocopy this and put it on. I mean, that's how little respect there was for the animators. Wow. And, and one of the things that he points out, you can he goes, where you want to see is a company cheaping out on animation or not. It's look at the face. Does the face have any moving parts? you outside the draw lines or is it the mouth always stays within the draw lines the eyes always stay within the draw lines because uh -huh. if that's the case then all you're having to do is animate that you're not having to animate anything else essentially Where, it's like a, a template that you just put moving moving eyes and mouth on exactly exactly wow. so he says if you see something that is animated where the whole mouth or the whole face is moving and changing shape goes then that's something where they they committed a budget to but if you look at any of the old Looney Tunes, that's exactly what they're doing. The faces are moving. They're, they're fluid. They're, you know, yeah, there was none of this money saving, you know, kind of aspect. Because you know, back then they were paying animators to animate, you know, right. right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny too, because you think about what they were used to be doing for any of the anime, the, the cheaper produced mm. anime, not the movies, but the, again, your television shows. And that's where they were only animating 12 frames for every 24 seconds. Oh, right. And so that's why everything is so uh, 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 kind of janky. Janky. Yeah. Because they were, I reckon, I reckon that's exactly what they did with, uh, Eastman and lead turtles. Cause it was really, it was janky as it yep. looked like someone had actually done stop motion almost. Yeah. Yeah. Today, Anyhow, all that that animation, today, all that animation is done now on computers. Digitally. So it's much yeah, digitally, much more fluid. Um, and it's easy to animate so they can animate full facial expressions and stuff like that. You like, know what? They still don't. Oh, really? They oh. still don't. You watch their so watch many ABC shows. Kids. Yeah. ABC for kids. And I'll, I'll look for that now. It's like, I'm going to be able to unsee it anymore. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's one of those things where I just ruined it for everybody. Um, okay. So back but to circling, <laughs> circling back to the whole animation bit on, um, uh, on Safecracker. So a cartoon style, um, will fit really well into Safecracker because it's already like Safecracker's theme is already sort of lighthearted and comical right. anyhow. Like, you know, the dude's getting electrocuted by Candy and Candy's ribbing him all the time for trying to, you know, invade the vault and all that sort of stuff. So done right, which I'm sure um, 
will be done right in Zen. <laughs> um, this is going to add a very new dimension to the game. I think and it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. And like I said, I'm very curious to see what the table itself looks like. One of the things that when you look at it in TPA, it looks like a standard size table. It does. It doesn't have any any dimensional difference to it. Even the flippers aren't really three quarter size flippers because they're not. The thing with the flippers here, which I wasn't fully aware of until recently, is that they're not full size. They're not mini flipper Twilight Zones. They're mm -hmm. midway between the two. They're a special custom flipper bat just for that game. Yeah. So you'll probably see a lot of them without that custom flipper bat now because you can't get it, I don't think. But right. like they, they were special. It was a special size game for sure. So I, I don't know. I don't know what I expect. I don't know what I want to see. I don't know if I want to see a smaller table or if I'd that's like going to look the scale. Um, I would definitely I, like to see the scale. I would too. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't know because I, I don't want the ball on that game to suddenly look larger than on any of the other games. You know, well, I, I I don't think it will because everything will be in perspective. So it'll still be it'll be a smaller playfield, right? But the ball will be the same size in relation to the playfield, right? But what I'm saying is, if they don't do it to scale, if they you know it'll make look it like fill a BB, the space, they make it fill like the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the ball it'll, is going to look huge. You know? Yeah, or it's yeah, it is. Like, it's either going to look huge, or it's going to look like a BB, depending right. on how they go. Oh. Yeah, so I'm sure that won't be a problem. I think yeah, we'll, um... we'll have to see. I was I. What's funny is when I think about it. So I was surprised at the the idea of safe cracker, but then mm. I realized if they're only doing DMDs right now, there are only so many DMD <laughs> unlicensed yeah, that they can do. Before... There's only about four or five released a year generally from 1992 onwards which was 92 was kind of the the first year that they started dabbling in dmds right and a lot of those dmds are uh licensed properly yeah. so you know there's i mean the champion pub and the games of that era um or that year really that i think that year saw a lot of unlicensed um pins come out so mm -hmm. that's obviously why they're drawing from that that particular year yeah hmm. so anyway that's safe cracker i'm i'm Stoked that they are going to be doing the individual tokens again, so you'll be able to collect them all. Um, yeah, interestingly though, in the in the interview, you note there was twenty tokens, not twenty six. It might have just been a mis misspoken. Who it, knows? <laughs> I, I think probably yes, because there's definitely twenty six. Yeah, and uh, um, so yeah. I'll be curious to see how they implement that though. With are you going to be able to look at them or not, uh, or is it just going to be your collecting tokens? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like, like you're specifically going to have the looks of each but again we'll see i think so yeah i think they'll they will at least give you the ability to have a look at them if you want which i think was actually taken away in pinball arcade they broke it so Did you they? Actually, yeah you can see your collection oh. anymore on mobile at least hmm. which is disappointing um okay. but um yeah that that will be good and it'll be really good because of the perspective they've chosen in well certainly on uh, Steam and in mobile, you'll be able to see that coin fully rolled down the glass. Yeah. Um, and uh, and it will look good because it'll be coming out the right place. Right. Um, so the other tables, uh, Champion Pub. I don't know how I feel about this one. <laughs> I, it's not really a favorite of mine. Um, but 
because it's it's very much a stop and start kind of game to me. Yeah, um, it's got a lot of interesting mechs on it though, it which does. I think is what I like playing it. I liked playing it in Pinball Arcade because it's it's one of those games you can sit down with and just flip around, and you you get there in the end. Yeah, you like, do you, get there. Yeah, and I've never beaten all the boxes, so I haven't actually got all the way to the end of the boxes and beaten them. So there's plenty of like legs left in it for me. But that's where also Farset had some issues with the jump rope and the speed bag. Yeah, um, they had to lock, they, they had to bake in some physics into that area. Because... Yeah, so I'm going to be very curious to see what Zen does in that respect. Um, if they if they're able to kind of conquer some of those, because like the jump rope. I mean, there was times where your ball would just get kicked out for no reason. You're like, what happened? I don't even understand. And and the speed bag never worked the way it does on a real machine. I haven't um, played. I don't think I've played a real machine enough to actually experience the speed bag in real life. Okay. So so I, I don't have a reference point for that. I just um, played it when I went to uh, the Museum of Pinball mm. uh, and specifically got the speed bag. And I was messing around. I was like, boy, this play is... Very this different. plays like well in tpa's version it always felt like it was just kind of like this random okay just push the buttons and let's see how long you can keep the ball up there exactly you know yeah. and playing the physical machine it felt like i was in control of the ball like i ah. had more control of the ball rather than it just be kind of nah, i'm just gonna flip badly and hope that it survives a while you yeah know? it was so, it was flipper spam for sure in, right in tpa so that I'll be very interested to see how Zen accomplishes. But and then, like I mentioned, the lighting, boy, that table, it you see it in person and you see it in TPA, and that's a world of difference going on. Oh, yeah. Um, and it this... was it, it was one of those things that that's where I first became aware of the fact that the lighting on Pinball Arcade is a flat plane, doesn't project up. Yep. And that table needs the up projection. So, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, the type of animation effects they could do with that table. Imagine yeah. in, in the enhanced graphics mode, if they just ripped out the uh, box altogether and fully mm -hmm. animated him, mm -hmm. you know, that and, would be the, and change the look of the boxer for each, each dude. Yeah. DMD, each one has a different look. So yeah, if you change the look of the boxer to match the DMD, now we've, now we're talking, now you got yeah. some, now you're playing punch out. <laughs> even well, yeah, totally. I mean, even if they don't like fully like remove the the physical model and replace it with a fully animated digital model, which you know obviously is quite technically complex to do that. Yeah. If they just change the face, the face mm -hmm. like map on it, mm -hmm. that would make a huge difference. Yeah. Um. Le like leave him in the um the wife beater singlet. That's fine. But sure. just change the face. Yeah, that would be great. It would make you actually feel like you're battling the person. Be curious to see what uh, what happens with that one. Mm, uh, plenty of possibilities, I think. And then be curious, like like Mel pointed out, we'll find out from the internet what they uh, took out <laughs> for yes. for the consoles. Um, well, a lot of stuff. I mean, it's based in a bar, so you know. Uh, I know. What's it going to be called now? Is it Champion Pugilist? Uh, <laughs> Champion Boxer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and they're not going to be in a bar. They're going to be alley. in. A, no, they're going. They're going to be in a um a milk bar. Milk bar. Yeah, yeah, and they're going to be having a frost frosty beverages, cokes and sodas, instead of beers. Yeah. Oh boy. 
Okay, yeah. and then the uh, the the final table, and this one I don't think is much of a surprise is uh, Theater of Magic. Oh yeah, which the thing that has me most excited about that one is the physics, because oh, yeah. the physics on Theater of Magic have never been good. <laughs> I, I just never number one. It was a launch table. Number two, exactly. it looked it looked like a launch table on mm -hmm. um, Pinball Arcade. It looked mm -hmm. really basic. Um, there's no life to it. Uh, no. on pinball arcade it's just very flat and it's easy as anything you could shoot shots with your eyes closed on it yeah um so yeah make that brutal well not of course not ridiculous but not make brutal, it but so... that's, it's, it's a table where and, and tales of the arabian nights suffers the exact same problem oh yeah yeah the angles that the ball comes off the flipper don't make sense they don't mm. feel natural to what you normally would be shooting it um, shooting the right orbit is just like, what is going on? Why is the ball not going where it should? Um, there should be no reason why shooting the, uh, the basement is as difficult as it is. It's, it's in that same spot that if, if you guys remember playing attack from Mars, when it first came out mm. from a caught position, you could not shoot the right ramp. It, mm. it was impossible. You could only make the shot. On a running shot. On a running shot. And when I say, I'm not kidding that it was impossible, it literally was. There was a couple of guys that worked it out and, and <laughs> somehow had a, the flippers you know, timed to when the ball would hit certain points on the flipper and try it. And they were like, it's not physically able to do it. The, the, wow. the, it takes off on two different trajectories and it'll never hit the ramp. And that happens to be in about the same place as that basement is. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those shots where it's like shooting the basement shouldn't be that. Tasked. It's just right. In, it's right in front of the ramp. Yeah. Like it should. It should just be. You shoot the ramp. You shoot the basement. Yeah. And the basement kickout as well is. It's very it, because of the way that mechanism works under the playfield. I had one. I remember servicing one of these things and looking at the way that mechanism works. There are so many because it's a shoot and it pops up. Yeah. There's so much play in it. Mm -hmm. that it changes the way the ball shoots out practically every time. Yeah. Um, sometimes it'll be a, a hard shot. Sometimes it'll be a, sh a soft shot. If there's a problem with the trough underneath the play field, because there's like a stage trough that you lock the balls in under there, if there's a problem with that and there's two balls in the trough, it'll like skew the balls everywhere. Like it's, it is a very variable mech. So having a bit of randomness, randomness there will be great. Yeah. So that, yeah. that I think that's what I'm perhaps looking forward to the most on on that one it's just new physics that should be bring bring it new life to the table. Me, it might make me like the game again because it's it's got a lot going for it mm -hmm. um but it's just uh, like i i don't really enjoy the music either which is it's very repetitive yeah. <laughs> I, that's the thing i think probably too because i'm quite into audio as you well know over the years and it just drives me nuts like it's the the, the pipe organs of doom yeah, I think yeah. that's my problem with Champion Pub is that the music just kind of the old timey piano music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, kind of gets uh, on me. It's not as bad as a class of eighteen twelve. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you activate chicken multi ball so easily in that game that it's just like, oh. But it does get repetitive. I can't. Be I can't believe that someone thought that would be a good idea in that game. Like, <laughs> they must have been smoking the crack, hey? Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh and then like the, what i'll be again equally interested to see what they do with the animations because like 
Thomas pointed oh. out, the the animators are they just went nuts, basically. <laughs> well, they went nuts, and they're having difficulty with it, which is kind of a good thing to me. Where it's like, or if they're having difficulty animating, yeah, it's yeah, just, you must it, be trying something good. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I reckon like it'll be a, a little bit of uh, I don't know, uh, more, not Penn and Teller because they're more um, practical artists, but you know, um, the the two Vegas music, um, well, Siegfried and Roy, Siegfried and Roy, sort of magician, grand scale stadium, yeah, giant magician. illusions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, David Copperfield stuff. Yeah, like having the um, like the the whole concept of the ball being cut in two. I can actually see that actually being a thing when yeah. they animate it in Zen mode. Like it'll actually be a ball that's just cut in half, and you'll see it actually split into two. So sort of right. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be kind of interesting to see what they go with. So when you think about upcoming tables. We're now about halfway through that stack of manuals that they showed in that reveal yeah. video way back when, and they're kind yeah. of going in order. So, mm. you know, yeah, what we right have now. next, we have Circus Voltaire, we have Whitewater. Um, what else was uh, ta uh, yeah, Tales of the Arabian Nights? I forget mm. what the fourth one is. Uh, uh, Judge Dredd? No. no, Judge Dredd. No, that no, was just Dredd one of the tables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, those I'm I'm going to basically say that those are what you're going to consider your AAA titles on each table pack release. So it's mm. you're getting one AAA, and then you're getting kind of these these other surprises. Yeah, I don't want to call them B tier or whatever, but yeah, you're you're more surprised things. Also, think about so this is kind of interesting. What Mel said about the release schedule. So if they every eight weeks, every Far. eight weeks. So I did a little quick bit of math here. That puts us at 15 tables for the year. That's not including what we've got already. Well, no, I'm talking about for this year alone. Oh, right. Yeah, right. So it'll be a total of 15 tables. Um, and I don't believe that includes the uh, originals pack. I like the, the, Zen. the Zen originals. So they were going to be releasing this next time, and then they delayed it a little bit. Because uh, reasons, they, they, they're a software reasons, company. But it's not like it's because we didn't start on it reasons. It was long in the works <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So, dang, we're getting a lot out of Zen. That, this going to be, look, compare this to the cadence of release that we had with Pinball Arcade in the first couple of seasons. For a few seasons, like that, they were doing two, two a month. They were, they were pumping out, they were pumping out tables. Yeah. Um, but I think the balance here is that they they now know the pipeline, like Zen mm -hmm. know their pipeline now, and they know that um, to do things with the level of quality they need, that this is the cadence they can hit. So that's great. They got the metrics. Well, and now that they've got mobile essentially out of the way, uh, other than mild tweaking, um, you know, all their assets, their their resources, can go forward to to doing these. These the releases. others, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've figured it out. <laughs> so now it's you yeah. know the R and D is done. Now it's just a matter of you know cranking. So I'm curious again, based off of if okay, take out these three. Now we're down to mm. twelve. So what are those remaining twelve? Uh, I leave it up to you, fine listeners. What twelve? What twelve non-licensed DMD tables are left? Go. 
<laughs> straight to Pinside and have a look at those. And then post it to our Twitter so that we don't have to look it up ourselves. Yeah, um, dear listener, dear researcher listener. And yes. and I would also encourage everybody to start in a Twitter campaign uh, at Pinball Effects and at Zen Studios. Uh, if you type in those, those are their two main Twitter accounts. When they get to Cactus Canyon, Cactus Canyon continued, folks. Let's lobby hard oh, for Cactus yes. Canyon continued. So that when they get to that table, that's what we get. Because that's the only I don't care. I don't care about any other enhancement. That's the enhancement I want. I want yep. that as my enhancement. Um, yeah. So that we'll see. Very, very good if they could swing that. And you know, if they could cut a deal with uh, Dutch pinball and get brighter pinball two point zero as well. I'd be down with that when they get around to doing that. that, that BMD now. Well, the thing is that Friday Pinbot takes the alphanumeric and turns it into a DV, a DMD. So well, they also change the rules. They do completely. It's yeah. a brand new game, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Which it's, isn't a bad thing. I mean, cause I, I, it's a fun layout. I do oh, yeah, like the layout of, of Friday Pinbot. Yeah, it's oh. it's a great it's a great game. It's just heavily weighted on that left ramp, which is what they completely turn around in the brighter pinbot two reels. Right, like that that ramp is used very infrequently. You got to do a lot of stuff to actually metamorphose the mm. the um the machine. So it's much better balanced. It actually makes metamorphosis feel like a wizard mode rather oh. than like an everyday <laughs> <A> thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, we made it turn. Yeah. You know? Yay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what else was uh, kind of mentioned in that that I was kind of like, hmm. Well, um, oh, I, I did I did find something uh, speculatively interesting. Oh, in, do tell in in the fact that um, they they have an ACDC table in yeah. the studio now. Yeah, so, they also they are. I mean, I think they've had other Stern tables in the studio too. Oh yeah, I do. I think if anything, what would be interesting is that they're talking to Brian Eddy. Yeah. And um, Brian who is currently at Stern. <laughs> well, yes, that's right. I think so, it might have just been a I have a feeling that the the comments that Brian had about the uh the 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 on pointness of the uh the general um was more probably, hey, well, I've seen it's out in the wild now and it looks really good. So nice work. You know, they probably would just yeah, but I'll point out to uh, you know a couple months back when we point when we mentioned that uh, both oh, right. when George Gomez and Brian Eddy were in Budapest, and the people from Zen had met up met with them, them at mm -hmm. the, the pinball museum there. So just you know, yeah, if we if we want to throw fuel on the fire, <laughs> yeah, you know. Interesting. There's some, there's some fuel, you know. Well, I mean, we haven't seen a stern release from from Pimble like uh, from Farsight for months now. Nothing. So, and, and we haven't really heard. People have listened to their Twitch streams, streams, yeah. you know, streams, and there's been mention that they have something in the works, but they won't even say what. They just are saying that there's something in the works, uh, you know, on the pinball side of things. Right. So. Yeah, it's one of those things everybody's assuming that they're talking about Stern, but mm, you know, who knows? I don't know. Um, and I, I come back to the Stern conversation with Zen doesn't really even happen until the licensing stuff with Williams Pinball and Zen happens. 
Mm. Once we start seeing what they do with license tables for the Williams app, then you can start letting your uh, uh, imagination. Yeah. Then you can start letting your imagination kind of go that direction until then there's no point in even putting your imagination there because again, Stern is so heavily licensed that there's, Oh yeah. Until we see what Zen is capable of. I mean, we, we kind of know what they're capable of, but we haven't officially seen what they're capable of with these older licenses. Um, That's right. Yeah. So, again, other than what, what Thomas said about he's stoked with the idea of if they're able to do Indiana Jones, that he might be able to do an original table with the license. Oh, that would be amazing. So I'm really hoping that that is a direction that they, they get to go in. Yeah. Um, to Jeez, play with the things you could do, the things you could do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, interesting that, you know, you know, because all the Zen original tables are all wide body format, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, I didn't you can, know that officially before. I mean, some of no, them I felt like it, but yeah, they're, they're all wide body, which is kind of logical, really, because they fit a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't be able to do a narrow with a lot or no. most of the stuff they put into the original. So, yeah, it's good to get that confirmed. Um, yeah. I did. I did kind of laugh. I went and saw uh, the Lego movie, too. Oh, yeah. And there was a joke in there with they had, you know, DC uh, uh, characters, the uh, superheroes, Justice mm-hmm. League kind of dancing around or whatever. And at oh, one yeah. point, at one point, one of the characters goes, yeah, because Marvel's not returning our calls anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just I really thought that was funny because it was like, yeah, you're right. You know what? Disney, I mean, they have. They've done Marvel sets but none of the Marvel stuff is appearing in the Lego movies, <laughs> and, which is a Warner Brothers movie, right. which owns DC. So, I mean, it, it totally makes sense, but I thought that was very funny. Um, yeah, that's that's a very nice little in-joke there. <laughs> very nice for the for the adults who know their way around the universe. For the adults. But it kind of made me think about Stern with the tables that they do. Um, they're not doing any DC tables. They're all doing only Marvel tables. Marvel, yeah. So it's kind of like, hmm. Interesting. Yeah, um, is, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> how some of those licensing things go down. Oh, um, yeah. Before we wrap things up here, that's basically all we have with the uh, the tail announcements. Yeah. Um, I did learn a few things off the air that I'm unfortunately not able to share <laughs> from those guys. All I can say is it puts a grin on my face. Um, mm, we like grins. I, I do like grins. Um, so Zen's got a plan. Let's just put it through the, that way there. There's plenty of stuff that they've got uh, in the works, but, uh, you were mentioning that you got to play, finally put some time in on the Williams app on Android with the tournament. Yeah, I did. Like after the last podcast we did, it was a, a bit that was pretty, pretty low coverage for me on there. And I decided to do a couple, like spend a few um, on there because, you know, I mean, the app at the moment still is 3,000 tickets to upgrade to level three at the moment. So there's not much point in me striving for that yet until whatever happens with the app happens. So why not try out some tournaments and sort of try that aspect of the mm-hmm. of the ecosystem? So I did. I I had progressed slightly in the, the tournaments there. And I think... The interesting thing is that I think if you play tournaments on Android 
it actually increases your chances of getting better unlocks in the regular game. Oh. I think. So th if I understand correctly about the, the on-screen instructions from yeah. what I've seen, it's like completing completing tournaments will give you an increased chance in unlocking better things in daily challenges. Mm. I'm, hap I'm happy to be proven wrong if people out there have been playing this more than me. But that seems that's what I got from the instructions in the game. So I started to, it's only 25 tickets a pop and I've got a bit more tickets up my sleeve now. So I've been playing, that. there's three tiers. There's like a um, easy, difficult and hard tier in there. I'll call them that, but essentially they're just sure. people with better skill. And I'm starting to wonder whether the players are actually real players or not because I'm, I'm playing games and I'm getting quite large scores on these games and the bots are getting like they like for example on uh, junkyard the I'm getting you know 12 15 million in the five minute challenge and the bots might be getting one million for yeah. example and yeah. it just like it was very different to the game I had when I first tried it with the score racing up um in real time almost and it just it was very different so i don't know whether that was just a one-off and it was actually a real player that i was playing against there um but seems to be that the the players are bots maybe at this well, so what what difficulty are you playing it in i'm the the very start tier which i think is like hmm, i don't even know what the name is it's very strange names in there but it's like it's the it's the B, it's the D division, probably, if you're thinking about it like that. Like, it's, you, you, there's like, I think four or five tiers. Um, and I'm at the bottom tier at the moment. So, what's so. your, what's your screen name on there? Uh, it's, it's Jared Morgs. So, folks, if you play a match, tell us if you come across Jared's name. That'll yeah. help us understand whether or not, because we don't know, you know, it's amazing how many people on the Digital Pinball Fans forum, I recognize those names, but then they have a completely different username when they're playing a game. So it's one of those yes. things where it's like, well, I don't know that I'm playing against you. I've had people identify themselves later go, hey, oh, yeah, I played against you. I'm like, oh, really? What was your screen name? You're like, oh, you're that guy. You know, so it'd be fun mm. to know how many of us are real <laughs> and, yeah, how many are bots. It'd be nice if they just had like a, a little flag against each one because I, I don't mind playing against bots like if it means that i get sure. to play tournaments and i have a good range of players then yeah bring the bots on just don't make them too good but you know, <laughs> bring bring the bots on but if, if i'm playing against a real person it'd be good to know that you know um don't make them like the uh the, the old uh car racing games where it was the rubber band effect where if oh, you got yeah. too far ahead, all of a sudden they would just somehow slingshot forward and and match you, and you're like, wait a second, there's no way that they were able to catch up to me like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. So it, it's been fun to play. It is. They're all five minute challenges, unlimited balls. Okay. Um, and yeah, you just flip and flip and just keep on keep on going. Really, it depends on. Um, doesn't seem to matter what what table you play on. The players at the tier that I'm on all seem to behave the same. Like the scores are pretty low, and yeah. it actually looks like I've been. I was watching the scores, and they didn't change for like two or three minutes. Like it's like they were trapping the ball and mm. not doing a single thing. So it, it seems suspect to me. Yeah. Anyhow, no big yeah, deal. I, 
our our over on skills they changed the one ball challenge of medieval madness over to a three minute challenge and i hate it yeah you um, hate the three minute oh. well here's the thing it's all about trying to figure out how to get the maximum score in that three minutes mm. and on medieval madness i've come up with a method that garners me around 13 million pretty regularly in mm -hmm. the three minutes and it seems like all the other top players have also figured out that and it's if you just get one extra jackpot available or one extra thing available that can kick your score over into the 17 to 20 million you know variety yeah. but because it's unlimited balls and it's just fire away for those three minutes it it feels like a real crapshoot as to whether or not you're going to win or not whereas it's, when it was the one ball challenge that was brutal and it was you have to actually be skilled to win you have, that. To, you have to be skilled in it and i consider myself fairly skilled at it mm. and even still you'd have games where you, it would drain within you know 15 seconds yeah and all the other players that i was playing against yeah, sometimes they have great games, and other times that you would clear that they had a fail game. Whereas yeah. with the three minute challenge, nobody's having a fail game. And yeah, so it's all just about exploiting the scoring mechanisms. Yeah, and it just in the game. it just seems more like a again for a cash game for winning cash game. It seems like just a, a roll of the dice mm. where it's it, it's a coin flip if you're going to win or not. And I don't like the coin flip. I want to know that it's actual skill that's that's coming in on it. So yeah, that's fair enough. I um. I noticed something visually different in the tournament area is that on fishtails, the DMD is a different color to what it is normally in the daily challenges. Like it's a, it's a much lighter orange okay. than what it is in the daily challenges, which is quite a, a deeper orange color. And uh, I looked at it and went, no, that's, that's definitely different. So I don't know what's going on there, <laughs> but um, maybe they're experimenting with different DMD shades yeah. in different parts of the app. Or maybe it looks it's like helping you identify that you're in a different mode. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Could be a visual like clue. Flippers where if you're playing it in regular Zen mode, the flippers are one color. If you're playing it in pro mode, they're the they've you know, stylized. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's oh. true. Uh, anyhow, it's Things just to wonder. Yep. Things to wonder. <laughs> All mm. right. So folks, uh hey, go and well. We don't know yet when these tables are going to be released, but like what Mel says, he wants to announce and then two weeks later have the tables out. So, so you'd expect that it'd be pretty soon. It's going to be pretty, pretty quick. Um, mm. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, and as was said last time, day and date with uh, mobile PC and console. Mm. So that'll be great. Everybody gets to play at the same time, which was something that was sorely lacking with TPA. Exactly. Yeah, it was just not fair. Um, for well, it just—it kills the fun of it does, the community. Yeah. You know, everybody in the community wants to be on at the same time, and when you can't, then you feel like you're left behind, and then you just kind of stop caring about the conversation, or yeah. you, or you get this whole new batch of worries that are unfounded <laughs> because mm. you didn't play it yourself. I don't know. So we'll see. There's um, um, one thing in closing which uh, has. Uh, we've been alerted to on the forum and, and that is uh, magic pixel uh, makers of Zachariah pinball. Um, they have had their Android version taken down. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is 
it happens. But the interesting thing is that they've taken the decision not to reinstate the app. And in a forum thread that um, is in the Android forum, we're trying to work out what rights we have as Android consumers to actually get our DLC refunded. Because it's sort of like, it'd be different if the app, but like there's apps up on the Play Store that haven't been updated since 2013, but you can still play them. Mm -hmm. Um, But this app was taken down by Google. And from what we can determine from the announcement that Magic Pixel made, it was not a, they didn't cancel the developer account. They just told them to take down the app because it had um, nipple showing in Farfalla. I think one of the tables. So right. they could they could upload and recorrect that, no worries at all. But they've chosen not to do that, which means that for anyone who has not played um, Zachariah Pinball on their device for a while and hasn't got the APK installed and hasn't got the tables downloaded, most importantly, um, they won't be able to access that app ever again. And even if you sideload the app, onto your Android device, which means install it like from your computer onto your app, uh, onto your phone, you won't be able to download the tables because the tables are actually controlled through DLC and that DLC is managed through the Google Play oh. file storage. So you basically, if you've spent, I think I look back through my purchase history and it was $25 Australian to unlock the gold membership for that, that is basically gone. So it's disappointing to see that they've taken that that approach, they could have actually easily removed the offending um, stuff that got them breached, then re-uploaded, resubmitted, and we could still be playing it. So what they did comment in the um, in their announcement was that they are making they are moving forward with an Android version, a new Android version with improved everything, and that is all they're working on at the moment. They're not working on Steam or anything else. It's just the Android version. So that does suggest that we can uh, expect to see a new Android release in the near future. But what they do confirm is that because they don't hold their own database records of players and their entitlements, they won't be able to offer any cross-grade or upgrades to the new app. So if you want it, you're going to have to re-download it all again. And I don't know, based on their previous, based on how they've handled this takedown, I'm not sure if I'm willing to pay, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that's that's a tough one for them that's not a good way of handling it. That's not a good way of actually maintaining good customer. Um, no, but like they said, I mean, <laughs> if they never kept track of the data, what are they supposed to do? They can, well, I mean, they, seriously, what are they supposed to be able to do if they didn't, if they don't have on file, your email address for the account that you have, how are they supposed to determine if you were a rightful owner of the product or not? Well, you could just take a screenshot of your um, your app purchase because it's available in, in your Google Play history. Uh-huh. You say, well, this is, this is my entitlement. This is what I purchased. Um, and you can take that as proof and then send it over to them via email. And they could, if they put it into their new Android app, which surely they would have learned a lesson by now and actually yeah. had a database record and implemented that into their new app, they could actually then give you entitlements to that tier mm. again. I just, and like they've, they've, at least they've been transparent about it. And they said, look, you know, we are definitely not, we, we can't do it. We don't have a record. We don't know like who you are on Android. So we can't offer you that, that option. Um, but apparently to compensate, it's going to be, uh, the table's going to be cheaper. So 
it's, it's and again color. magic magic pixel is all of you know like six guys yeah it's <laughs> not a big studio no and look you know there's two ways of looking at this the one way is hey i've just lost 25 bucks um and i will not get that back there's no way of doing that the second thing is well what they're doing on with the let, let's call it zacharia pinball 2 it's probably got a different name but like the yeah. second iteration of it it's a brand new engine uh it's got it will have all the features from what i understand from the steam version which means all of the the remix tables and all that sort of stuff better lighting better graphics better sound like it's a it's basically a 2.0 of the yeah. app so you know that there, there is the the other side of the coin where you know they are a small studio they actually have to make money um maybe if you are keen with Zacharia, it might actually be you know worth throwing them a few bucks yeah. to help them keep doing what they do because they're the only ones maintaining this digital recreation of of Zacharia pinball so you, it's one of those it's a very hard thing and it's going to be very up to very much up to personal preference how you feel about it and how you feel about it either way is fine either way is feeling like right. whether you feel pissed off about it or whether you feel okay about it both of those ways of thinking are actually fine in this scenario because it's weird. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it was it was unfortunate news, but I guess the the silver lining is that we're going to get a brand new Android app. So that's good. All right. Well, we're going to call it uh, this one. Uh, yeah, we're definitely calling this over now. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I just had a look at the time and like, hmm, yeah. We've actually done. We've actually managed to do a full episode as well as me having to tack on the the twenty minutes or so for the interview. So yeah, it's okay. a big one. Exactly, big one. Yeah. Um, so as usual, folks, we we uh, want to pimp out our T-shirts. So mm. go check out redbubble.com. Look, uh, do a search for Blockade, and that'll get you on your merry way for uh, looking at those. Uh, make sure you follow the show on Twitter. It is at Blockade. That's B-L-A-H-C-A-D-E, in mm. case you don't know how to spell blah. Um, mm. And... Uh, while you're at it, go ahead and follow myself at Shake Your Traps and Jared at Jared Morgs. And that'll have all your bases covered for all the shenanigans that we talk about in the show. Beyond that, go check out the website. It is blockadepinball.com slash episodes. There you will find all of our past episodes as well as show notes and uh, links that get mentioned. But thank you everybody for taking a listen uh please comment on the youtube videos we try and get back to everybody that comments there uh and post stuff in that vicinity and who knows maybe when we make this particular thing live maybe we did the live chat i don't know we'll find out mm, yeah maybe maybe of course if you're listening to it now at the very end of the episode it's too late so okay. so yeah. <laughs> but wait wait who, to plan chris <laughs> also i've i've uh, just uh, before we go the uh, uh i asked a question last episode whether people care about timing points in the yes. episode i i've personally received one response to that suggesting that they don't but that's only one that's not a very large data that's set that's not so a large uh, data set no it's not that i mean that that would be an easy one for me to go oh 100 people said that don't want the timing points so <laughs> ship that um <laughs> but I think what I'll do is I'll wait and see if anyone else comes back um, and ask a question. So if you're listening to this, you haven't actually um, thought about it, have a think about it, let me know on any of the methods that uh, Chris has already said. Because otherwise it might just disappear and then it's going to be up to you to scream and holler for to get it back. And, you know, hey, once yeah. something's gone, it's not always easy to get it back. Yeah, not always. 
Not always. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, again, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again uh, next time on the Blockade Pinball Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye now. WizardAmusement.com, the site to visit for custom pinball shooter rods. Easy to install, totally unique. Mention Blockade Podcast for 10% off your order. WizardAmusement.com, sales, restoration, customization. Don't forget to leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast hosting service that Blockade is delivered to. We can't improve unless you tell us how. Now stop listening and play some pinball.